Hello and welcome back to 40 Days and 40 Nights on the Camino with Jamie, the Long Distance Coach. This is your host, this is the author, Jamie Wallace. Day 10 on the Camino de Santiago and so I was in Santa Domingo and I'd woke up around 7 o'clock and by the time I got everything ready, myself and my bag sorted, I'd left about half past seven that day. Um, that day I walked to Belorado, which was a 23-kilometre walk, um, and I basically arrived at five o'clock, so nine and a half hours later. Um, so that gives you an idea of the, the type of days and the length of walks and um, that we'd be doing. So in that morning, I made the first five miles on my own. Um, and after these kind of few miles, um, I decided I would I would stop and get some food. There was a wee van in a wee square. So I decided to go up and get some, I don't know, coffee get a coffee anyway and see what food they had going and it was there that I ended up bumping into Elaine from the night before and also Guido um, um, from when we were having dinner the night before and David was there as well so here was these three people that I'd made friends with the night the night before and David he was a Spaniard and um I remember the conversation we had and he was saying that he just wished everyone would just speak the one language in the world, you know, and me being a linguist, I love languages and I'm like totally disagreeing with everything he's saying. Um, but despite our, despite our disagreement there, uh, we got on really well and um, Guido, um, he appreciated just having the opportunity to practice his English with us all. Um, so he found that really, really good. Um, the four of us, um, we just, for the rest of that day, we just set off towards, um, towards, um, Belarado. And yeah. During, like, when we're stopping, when we're stopping over in these wee towns and villages and hamlets and things like that, um, the, every, every, every place that you go past has got their own little quaintness about them. They've all got their own beauty. They've all got their own ways of living. And I, one of the things that I would do is I kind of, I would always look out for, like, maybe like the bars or that that were selling the tortilla and um, I would maybe have a beer and tortilla even for breakfast and um, so the tortilla is basically like a Spanish omelette and it's just delicious and most often than not they would put it in a kind of baguette for you so you'd have it as a sandwich it was really filling and it really did you you know it did you a good kind of two or three hours four hours um filled your stomach up you know for the way um and it was 
kind of cost effective as well. They weren't expensive. And a lot of the time you would get that. You sometimes get the tortilla free if you just ordered a drink. Um, you'd also get water with your coffee and with a drink as well, you know, and they wouldn't charge for that. I think just because of the hot weather. Um, it's just a kind of tradition or just a way of life in there to make sure people aren't kind of drying up. Um, but some of the places that we do pass by, um, they, they don't charge per se. They, what they do is they, they ask for donations. We call them donativos. And um, in this particular occasion, we, I remember this, it was like someone's house and we were invited in um, out of the, the hot weather because it was blistering hot and we sat inside where it was cooler and we had some drinks and we had some food as well and we just kind of paid a donation um, with what we could afford um, at the time um, just to get out. And the thing is, though, as well, with the people that are hosting us, um, they're enjoying just getting our stories and hearing where we're from and why we're doing the walk and um, any kind of funny stories that's happened along the way. And they like to tell us about themselves as well. So, but one of the things that particular day, um, I just couldn't get out of my mind was just thinking about these, there was a Brazilian, poor Brazilian and German guy that died on their way um, in the Pyrenees. They left the same day that I left. One of them died of heat stroke, another of dehydration. That's how hot it was that day. And if you're not prepared, you know, or if you get lost, it's just, I mean, in Scotland, we hear about people dying in Ben Nevis quite often. Um, but it just goes to show you that, you know, these were like people probably younger than me, and that's their lives gone. And that was just on my mind all day, really. You know, when we, obviously with the conversations that we were having, it's just something that was playing my mind that day in particular. It was just shocking. And yeah, I guess I was starting to appreciate more in life. Um. Remember, like when I set off in this journey, um, I was contemplating not being here. So, the whole purpose of me up, up and sticks and going away was this is kind of, you know, last chance um, to, to have a life, I guess. <coughs> and here was people dying, you know, on this way. And, me getting sad over it and contemplative and yeah it just kind of put things in a different perspective i guess for me and it was just playing playing on my mind so we arrived at Belarado about five o'clock and we're all really excited about this particular alberg because this place had flags up a little like hotel this place is a nice restaurant. I also had a lovely swimming pool. 
Yeah, so we're all really dead excited. We're all just going to just jump into this pool like everybody else was already doing. But so we quickly got showered, we washed our clothes, and then I went and got myself a beer um, and pickles. Now, I don't eat pickles, or so not then, but I just had a notion. I want to do something that I've don't I've never done before. I'm going to buy some pickles. I've got a notion for them. And I ate them. You know, I ate them all with my beer. It just goes to show you that even though that stuff that we don't like, of habits that we've picked up from the past, we can very quickly change it um, in an instant, um, just with, you know, the the, the, the occasion, I guess. Um, but here's something that I hated. I didn't want to eat ever before that moment. And here was me craving to have some pickles. And no, I wasn't pregnant. Um, so took my beer and pickles and went out, got a sun lounger and sat by the pool. Um, and we just chilled out and there was a couple of, um, girls from La Rioja that were speaking, I was speaking with, and they just enjoyed the opportunity talking, uh, in English, uh, with us. And then one of their friends had a guitar and they were like playing some music and making up some songs and stuff like that. It was really good. Nice little atmosphere, buzz, nice atmosphere. Um, not boozing, just kind of refresh, refreshing drinks and some light snacks and a wee dip in the pool to cool down and just relaxing and rest on our legs. It was just a fantastic, fantastic experience. Um, that pool and I guess like I'd been dreaming about an alberg with a pool ever since walking down from Alto del Perdron with the Italian guy because we were that was when we were going to get our first place with a pool but we never got there because um, we would have been too late so this was a really exciting day and um, we get in this pool later that night um, we all it, all of us kind of like me, Guido, David, and Elaine. We all had a um, pilgrim meal together, um, and we had sangria as well. We all just shared some sangria and toasted some good health and safe journeys um, for us all. Um, and there was a guy called Diego from Sicily that I was speaking to as well. I think he was a guy with a guitar. Um, and also um, Mike was there. Uh, so just before, was it the morning? I can't remember if it was in the evening or in the morning um, that it was leaving. Um, I think it was in the evening. Yeah, it was in the evening. He just, because he had, he paid to stay in the hostel in the alberg. And then, He'd, be, he'd met up with a group of folk and they were decided to go to a party and um, further along in the walk. So they changed their mind, got all their stuff, and they left about midnight uh, and ventured out in the dark with their headlamps on. That's that's right. Um, so they left um, They left the Alberg to, to go and do, do whatever, uh, go to this party uh, further along. And... It was just having a great time, you know, and there's just a big, nice, nice, relaxing party atmosphere in this place. Um, not overbearing, um, 
it was just it was just a good good kind of level uh, and that was us Bellarado a great wee place um nice swimming pool international feel about it um lovely meal um the beds were fine as well you know they're comfortable um as well and it was good as well just being there with others at that time um and i think especially because of the things that were going on in my mind with you know these poor souls that had lost their lives on the mountains um and on the day that i set out my journey um everything comes into perspective it really does when you do these walks it really does and the littlest things can become the biggest things in your mind um and it just sees things in different lights but that was us that was day 10 um tomorrow's another another day um the 11th day of uh, my walk on the Camino de Santiago um and it's the day that um we kind of walk forward and I stop at Vila Franco so we'll pick up that um on the next episode Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Tune in again tomorrow for the next episode.